OMG, guys. You are in for a an absolute treat today. I have Sean Madden, who is a singer-songwriter, and he works with people to process trauma and grief through co-creating a song. This is the most amazing interview. Meet Sean Madden. Creativity, self-expression, and feelings. Creativity, self-expression, and feelings. Make some noise, 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 make well, in in American parlance, a chicken tender is like a little piece of chicken that you that you order for your kids at restaurants. Oh, like a chicken nugget. Yeah, right. Like a nu- like a nugget, but like more like, like, more, a, like a more like a like a strip. But in my case, I'm a chicken tender, meaning I tend chickens. I raise chickens, and uh, you <laughs> know, we ya. eat their eggs. And, yeah, so I, I tend the chickens. So I'm a chicken tender. So amazing. So where did your love affair with music start? Is it a love affair? A love affair? I wouldn't say it's a love affair. I would say it's a it's a it's a marriage. It's a it's a it's a soul. Uh, we're soulmates, and we've been together many, 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 many lifetimes. And in this particular incarnation, what we're doing is we're figuring out we're figuring how to how to how to get as as intimate and possible in an environment that, for better or for worse. Um, doesn't really, doesn't really honor the, the intimacy of music, doesn't really honor what music is. I think we live at a time where music has been, music's been beat up and, and, and bought and sold and cheapened in some really significant ways. And so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm coming from a place where I, I'm really interested in what happens when, when human beings relate to music as the primal sacred language that it is. Yeah. So I was doing some um, social media stalking, I guess. And one thing that I noticed was, um, and this goes back to the music thing too, like, and it not really necessarily being so valued in our society today, like music is primal, right? And it was part of our, our, um, our ritual and our day-to-day life, many many years ago, <laughs> not in our lives, lifetimes. Uh, and I kind of noticed that, that, that I, don't, I don't know, maybe this is just me and putting things together in incorrect ways, but there is a community aspect to what you do too. There, there has been in the past. Um, you know, the reason I introduced myself as, as a songwriter, but also sort of the day-to-day uh, um I call it the I call it the radical mundane, you know, mm. the 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 everyday aspect of who I am because I'm not I'm not a super active professional musician at the moment and the, and part of the reason for that is that um 
you know, I was I was traveling around from 2012 to about 2015. I was traveling around creating gatherings, community gatherings, and and really attempting to foster community through musical sort of facilitation. And and what I realized at near the end of it, when I got I got really exhausted, and I was trying to figure out why I got really exhausted. I got really burned out, and. And once I got really burned out, I realized, wow, you know, I, I really don't know what I'm talking about. I really don't, I really don't know, I don't know what this thing is, community. Like, what does that mm. actually mean? Yeah. Uh, and so for the last mm, three years, yeah, since about 2015, uh, I've, I've settled down on a single plot of land. We've got a quarter acre. I'm not sure what that is in Yeah, metrics. it's a quarter acre, pretty um, much. Yeah, that's okay. a, I think that's the one measurement we pretty much have the same thing. No one really uses hectares or anything here. It's pretty much oh biggest. good, yeah. Oh, phew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, so I'm I'm on a quarter acre here, and I've been I've been learning to uh, learning learning to build the soil and and uh, raise plants and and live with uh, you know I got married and we have a kid now and and coming from. Coming from being sort of a chronic nomad, being really rootless and 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 intending to stay that way, um, this has been a crash course in what actual community is. You know, the daily, what it is to daily be involved with people and to care for people and to care for the land and care for and be be in tune with the seasons and 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 really really have people to depend upon people and to have people depend upon me. And how's that right? been so, for you? It's been it's been really challenging, really challenging. It was so much easier in some ways to kind of be the, you know, the party that came to town and then left, you know, like talking really good a really good game about mute community and and how that works, but um I, I, this is kind of a long roundabout way to answer your question. Um there is a community aspect, but I haven't I I I sort of pulled back from trying to have that be the focus. Yeah. About 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 4 years ago I realized, you know what? I need to f- I need to get clear, I need to get f- facility with the 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 intimacy of it first before and and to actually get myself grounded and rooted in community myself before I can actually start to foster that elsewhere and to, you know, help other people facilitate that and man it's it's challenging you know music i think i think music's our our separation from music as a language is indicative of this larger thing you know because i think i think people have a really hard time just like i have with the notion of community like we grow up our our culture really encourages us to sort of leave home and you know and and there's there's a lot of if you watch popular culture and tv and movies and tv shows there's a lot of sort of not pressure but definitely encouragement to fracture the family between you know parents and children and children and their children and you know so you have you have we have a few generations now of children growing up expecting to rebel and you know reject their parents values and that's just like how things are supposed to be and yet for thousands and thousands and thousands of years that's how human beings you know survived was passing on values and adopting values and sure you'd have 
have children that would go on journeys or whatever, but they would they would also they do that inside of the context of their their tradition. And I think music is really tied into that. And and the the advent of recorded music especially i think separated human beings from the music from the from the music as a as a language that helps a people tell their story that helps continuity to happen from generation to generation and you know we've because we've had just in the last yeah, so five six five six decades in the 60s you had a whole gen- i mean it was like music was the driver of a split between the generation that ha- was of before and the and the baby boomers right and so and ever since then every 10 years or so you've had yeah. this n- new this new sort of let's totally split. i mean i was split. 90s child split. so it was like grunge was like my language you know and it it was so indicative of where I was as a human being. I had grown up as this like, you know, young, innocent little girl who was into dolls and all that kind of jazz and and being creative and creating songwriting circles myself, you know, and um, or radio shows or any of that stuff and then got to high school and was like, oh, this isn't cool. So hit the hormones of being a teenager and the, uh, you know, the um, pressure not to be who I was and conform to this, you know, idea of cool or not cool. And then yeah. got really like this internal rage towards yep. the system and, <laughs> and yep. the people who were, you know, so like just pretty yep. much angry because I wasn't able to express myself in the same way that I was just a few years Earlier, so that is so true, right? Because that I feel like that grunge period really sums up where I was as a human, just really angry at the world for almost lying to me through my childhood, and then I sure. get to like this point where I'm becoming an adult very quickly, and the world is now seeing me not just as a little girl but a woman, and uh, yeah, and everything that kind of comes along with that. It's a it's a huge transition in our life which probably was made a lot easier without the separation there and and you can see that like every you know every um yeah every generation has their own little you know music movement sure that summarizes where the planet is gotten and it's gotten even more fractured you know because because you know nowadays kids there's you know i mean Actually, hip hop has really kind of taken over the whole thing. But if you think about it, hip hop is what what I what I appreciate about hip hop is that hip hop is some something of a re-indigenization yeah. of music, right? Hip hop is a hip hop is storytelling. Hip hop is culture. It's it's community. You know, like there's there the dance and the art and the and the 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 beats yeah, and the so rhymes. It's all a tapestry. It's all a tapestry that that actually represents who those people are, where they came from, the context in which that they're they're operating, and and you know hip hop. It's just been a force of nature because if you think about it, you know if 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 we're gonna just assume that it, we're correct in this idea that music is a primal, sacred human language. Then all of the commercialization, all of the commodification, the the recording and packaging, and you know turning it into genres and basically this aesthetic, you know, like 
sonic wallpaper that is papering the world. Every time you go into a grocery store, you hear this sonic wallpaper, songs that you've heard thousands and thousands and thousands of times, right? If you, if you think about like if, if music really is this primal force of human expression, then there's no, there's no containing it. It's got to come out somewhere. And hip-hop, hip-hop has done it. Hip-hop is global, Hip hop is everywhere. It's in every country. All of the all of the indigenous musics that have that have survived and have sort of adapted modern styles, they've all taken to hip hop. And hip hop has sort of infused so itself into into all these things. So yeah. you basically have this human you have this human experience now in music on the planet where everyone is kind of right everybody's got that beat because that feels good right and everybody can feel it you go to weddings even white people weddings right and you see people dancing to hip-hop old ladies they're like oh yeah you know they're they're dancing the notorious (laughs) big yeah exactly exactly so you know I, i i love that aspect of it and you know and i've written a couple of rap songs in my in my time too but my paradigm has shifted completely because I'm not writing for charts and I'm not writing for the industry. I'm not even, I'm not even writing to like gain an audience and make a living. I'm writing what, what I'm interested in doing and what I've been doing for the past few years is I've been writing with and for individual human beings, right? It's not about the crowd. It's not about the community or the genre or anything like that. It's about the person who sees an opportunity in what I'm offering to connect with their own story and their own re-indigenization process, right? Like, cause if you, you know, I don't know about you, but I grew up, I grew up a white, I'm putting quotey fingers for those of you who can't hear cause you're on the podcast, <laughs> putting, I grew up as a white. I wish there was um, a noise that could go along with the quote marks. It would make podcasting yeah. so much easier. <laughs> Right. Right. I grew up as a white kid, whatever white even means, you know, my, my ancestors are Danish and French and Welsh and, you know, like that, but there's this category called white. So I grew up as this white kid in Southern California with no connection at all to my ancestry or tribe or ethnic anything, right? Just this notion that I'm white in a you know, and there's Mexicans here. They're from Mexico. There's Laotians over there. They're from they're from Laos. There's there's the African Americans who who's who are probably most of them are probably descendants of slaves who were descendants of people from Africa. Who knows? And who knows where they even came from? Right? Like they're they're just as separated from their actual ancestry as I am. So so there's this just this huge sense of being disconnected from our ancestry. 100%. Like just to give some context from an Australian perspective, I mean, we are living on a, on country that is, you know, hundreds of thousands of years old where we have the oldest living, uh, you know, um, yeah, culture in the world and no understanding or respect for it. And here we are as white Australians as in, I mean, we're also a melting pot here because it is a country built on immigration over the top of what is one of our oldest civilizations, you know, and completely disconnected. There is there is no sense of community here and there is no sense of, you know, ancestry or belonging even in some respects because 
what we do have that we can all plug into, we don't. Yeah, Australia is fascinating to me too because, you know, the British thought it was a good idea to send all the prisoners to a beautiful island down yeah. in the southern Amazon. Like, oh, wow, I stole yeah, a loaf of bread and they kill all the locals and here. take their land. Like, just, a, yeah, you know, yeah. not a pretty, we do not have a pretty history um, and, we, and we don't have this, yeah, we don't have this really strong sense of who we are because it is such a dark, um, you know, such a, yeah, such a, yeah. Hideous beginning for a country. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of displacement here. And and I feel like, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, the Indigenous here, very much in community connected to music. You know, it's mm. lifeblood. There are song lines that run through our country, you know. So it's like, I, I yeah, as a country, I wish we could plug back into that. And I guess that's what you're offering on on an individual level, you know, not necessarily plugging into... 40,000 year old culture, but plugging yeah. into something within themselves. Yeah, no, it's interesting because I, I think that, you know, I could, I could, I could go and, you know, I mean, I, I could go and study with a master who's like steeped in a, in a tradition, right? I could, I could, uh, I could, I could approach this any, any one of a thousand different ways. You know, I could go to India and like study, uh, Solkatu and you know learn how to play the sitar and you know plug into a tradition like that and I could plug you know there's traditions all over the place that I could plug into um I'm not necessarily called to any of that uh and I don't think it's necessary I think I think one of the things that that one of the things that kind of drives me crazy a lot about quote unquote white american culture is that a lot of a, a lot of people think that because there's this common experience of being de-indigenized, right? Like we're not actually, we don't actually belong here, right? That there's this sense of seeking, seeking an ethnic identity or seeking relation, a relationship to a, an indigenized uh, tradition somewhere else. And I don't necessarily think that's necessary because my experience over the past four years being on this piece of land and learning to grow food and, you know, growing food for seeds that I'm going to plant next season and being, being really aware of how the seasons work and what this particular piece of land can handle and what it can't handle and what the growing season is that has been informing like that tradition Right, the, the 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 natural tradition of the planet itself, mm -hmm. and the and the soil itself, and the e the ecology that I'm a part of, that is informing me. I think more than any any tradition that I could go and you know study as a as a as an interloper. Right, like I don't necessarily I don't need anybody's permission to put my hands in the soil and hold it there and you know ask the earth to speak to me right like that's that's innate to every single human being on the planet no matter where you are no matter what language you speak no matter what color your skin like it doesn't matter and there's our sense of belonging right <laughs> like uh in terms yeah. of like you know if you're thinking about where i don't know like as as a human who has felt displaced for most of her life seeking this place of home you know this sense of belonging, chasing it up and down the coast and all that kind of jazz. 
But also there's this element where it's like we, we do think that we're very different to nature, you know, so it's like we we forget that we are surrounded by seasons and that we are plugged into where we are. And oh, there was another piece there around, oh, that's right, like it's all rhythm, right? Mm, <laughs> seasons are rhythm. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the foundation of it. And if you have, if you have rhythm, um, you can really, you can really do anything. You know, if you have, if you have just in musical terms, if you have rhythm, you can make music, you know, hip hop is just rhythm and words. And we all have rhythm. I mean, we have a heartbeat. You can't get much more of a rhythm than that. Right. (laughs) And you breathe and you walk and you know, there's an African saying, I'm not sure where it's from, but, uh, if you can, if you can walk, you can dance. If you can talk, you can sing, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, it, 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 it has, it's, it's, I've gone through different cycles sometimes of being really pissed off and other times just being sort of sad that people are so divorced from their music that they say things like, you don't want to hear me sing. Mm. You know, I, I only sing in the shower or the car where nobody's going to hear my, you know, dead cat, uh, dying cat howls or whatever. And like, it comes, you, you know, this is something that I, I've actually been exploring. I went back to singing lessons a year ago because I loved to sing. I loved to like singing and dancing was my life growing up. And then I became really self-conscious about it. How good am I? How are other people hearing me? Am I as good as those people? You know, uh, and then there was just a lot of pressure on it to be something good. And, and so the only time I'd ever really sing was if I was completely off my face um, on alcohol and drugs, that would be one way that I would, you know, get to actually express myself and I was so shut down that, yeah, the only place I was singing was not even in the shower in case the neighbours heard, in my car, you know, on the highway. <laughs> there was no chance yeah. of anyone listening. Yeah, And, and I, for something I, that I, I feel I, so deeply connected to, that's really sad. It is. It is. And, and that, particular, that particular phenomenon has gotten, has gotten really intense in the age of the... Uh, the singing competition shows, you know, yeah. the Simon, Simon Cowell thing yeah. you know, where it's like, oh if you're, Your if shit. you don't show up. Yeah, exactly. If you if don't you're sound not like a superstar. And yeah. And have an exactly. amazing, you know, um, really you're worthy. You're worthy voice. of ridicule. Yeah. yeah you're, ridicule. We're, it's not, it's not even just that. It's not even just that you shouldn't try and be a professional. It's like you, you're actually worthy of ridicule. That's that bothers me. Ouch. That bothers me a lot. People would say, you know, when I was traveling around and doing shows and things, people would say, Hey, how come you're not on the voice? How come you're not on America's got talent? And I'm like, cause I, I don't believe those things are good or healthy or, you know, you'll never catch me in an audition line for one of those places. No I actually went to the Australian Idol audition. <laughs> Did <laughs> you? Wow. Like back in 2004, but I didn't actually make it in there. That is a story that is not for today. Um, I didn't actually make <laughs> it into the audition, but I did have plans. I don't even, yeah, I don't even know. That must have been a drunken idea. Uh, I yeah. didn't make it in there and I'm glad <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're they're uh, the the I've 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 known people who've been in it, and I've read stuff about the sort of the grind that they put people in. It's Brutal. it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. It is not pretty, and and the winners, you know, the deal that you're making there is it's a really bad deal, just in terms of the in terms of music as a business and as a livelihood. It's a mm. really bad way to go about it. Totally, I mean, sure, you get you get famous, but 
you're in the machine, man. You're in the you're in that 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 thing that has grown up from you know in the beginning when they did the wax you know the wax recordings and sort of said, oh look at this, you can actually buy music, you can buy this thing that a generation or two generations ago was a way of your family getting together and telling your story and, and being connected, you know, at dinner time and after, after dinner and in the morning and, you know, like that. Now you can buy it and you can put it on and, you know, yeah. Just, and there's also this um, element. I was just speaking to an artist yesterday who had taken on a daily challenge where she had to produce a piece of artwork each day and it, destroyed the soul of what she was creating <laughs> mm. when she was trying like she still does art as a, as a business but like that um that pressure to make something all the time rather than being in it for the love of it she still draws every day but there isn't that that pressure and when you find often when you find yourself in a machine like you know doing something like Australia's got talent or whatever um you know they they own you yeah yeah, it's the industrialization. And they own process. your creativity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm not, you know, that's not the game I'm playing anymore. And and it's great. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to talk about what I'm doing because yeah. your your invitation was was beautiful. It's like what, you know, do you do you use creativity and expression to help people deal with mental challenges and you know, mental health and all this stuff? And, you know, I've been doing that for about five years now and um I've got I've got some really great I've got some really great songs that have come out of it and the stories that have uh that have come of it and the the people that have have collaborated with me on it it's just it's just such an honor to be able to work with people in this way and have them say yeah you know I'm going through something really intense and with your permission I'll I'll share yeah. one of these stories and I would maybe love share to hear it I was going to ask how it all kind of works how how you work with people, but I would love to hear a story. Go for it. Sure. So the 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 idea for this came in 2014. I I myself was in a deep depression, like really deep depression, because the the identity that had that I had built for myself as an entertainer, as a as a as a, a nomadic troubadour going from town to town, fostering seeds of community had just crashed, right? I had just gotten so burnt out because there was no substance to what it was that I was wanting to do. That doesn't mean that it's invalid. It just means I didn't have what I have now and I right now I even just have a little tiny bit of it. I'm not, I'm not ready to go back on the road and try it again because I'm just still at the beginning, very beginning stages. Um, which is, it's so crazy to hear myself say that in such a, you know, it's like wow, I'm not that humble. What, <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> so, but the first time, the first time that this came came to me, it was in 2014. I was in a deep depression and I was trying. I was like, what? I can't let the music itself die. Like I can't, I can't just, I refuse to believe that I don't have any way to be of service musically that, that, that I've, I've put so much into learning how music works and how to write songs and how to play and sing that it's just worthless. So I, I woke up in the middle of the night. This is one of those, I woke up at 3am kind of stories I woke up at 3 a.m. and realized I'm going to I'm going to write songs for people and I just furiously wrote out this letter to my email list and said, "Hey, 
let's let's write songs. Let's write a song about your life, about something that you, is important to you, about what you want. Like if you're having a hard time, let's let's write a song that helps you get out of it. Let's you know, like let's approach this from from whatever, and and we'll do it, and we'll do it, we'll do it super cheap because you know. I, I'm, I'm here like trying to, you know, I'm starving <laughs> and, and so you'll be helping me out, but I'll be helping you out. Right. So there, there's this, there's this, uh, beautiful exchange and, and, and I, and I hit send and then I woke up in the morning and there were, you know, there were PayPal notices in my email, uh, email box. And so people were saying yes, people were saying yes to my invitation to, uh, to let me serve them in this way. And that first uh, that first round produced a couple of really beautiful songs. It was an intense process because I didn't know what I was doing, and I was making it up as I went along. And I was really i i wanted to, i wanted to you know deliver so much value to each and every one of them that it was it was gonna you know it was gonna transform their life. Um, but it. You know, you can only do so much when you're just starting anything out, right? Um, but I'm going to share you a song. Share a song here. It's called "Here for a Reason," and it's Teresa's song. And Teresa, Teresa had uh, gone through two bouts of intense cancer treatment. Like she had, she had been on the brink of death, and I had actually visited her in the hospital after her last stem cell treatment, and. Uh, you know, she was gray and just completely not in good shape. And she was one of the ones who said, yeah, let's, let's do this. And, um, so, so we got together and and we wrote this song. I'm gonna grab my guitar. Yeah. Amazing. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And this was, this was actually one of the first, uh, one of the first songs that, um, that came out of this whole thing. Can you hear the guitar? Right. I think so. Let's see. Okay. I've heard it said that God never gives us more than we can handle. Well, if that's true, I must be superhuman. I've slept on the threshold of the light more times than I'd like to admit And I can say my faith in my aliveness has been more than proven So I am here to stand and declare I'm here for a reason I believe I'm a healer And I may have a long, long way to go But I'm on my way And I've already come so far To be here today I've heard it said that every darkness brings us closer to the light Well, if that's true, I should be blinded by it I've walked the razor's edge with nothing but my faith to guide me And now I'm ready to let the chaos fade into the divine quiet And I am here to stand and declare I'm here for a reason I know I'm a healer And I may have a long, long way to go 
but I'm on my way and I've already come so far to be here today. Everything that I'm here to be Every day I love a testament To the power of divine intent I shine my light with all my soul And I invite in the love and gold For everything I aim to be Is all that I have intended to be I'm here for a reason I'm here to be a healer And I may have a long, long way to go But I'm on my way and I've already come so far To be here today I'm here today And I'm here to be a healer I'm here for the Beautiful. <laughs> Goosebumps add a few tears, by the way. Oh, sweet. That is so nice. So what an what an incredible gift for both of you. Yeah, yeah. What what's really been amazing about these tunes is that, you know, it, this is it's her story, right? You know, like here's here's a woman who's who's really gone through the ringer twice battling cancer and coming back from the brink of death. And coming coming out of, of the second time, really feeling feeling this sort of budding strength, mm. right? Like this this sort of nascent sense that ah, oh, I made it. I feel good. You know, I'm still tired sometimes, but I really do feel good, and I'm doing everything I need to do every day to build my strength. And I know that I'm here to help other people. I know that I'm here to, you know, she was a she was a massage therapist and did Reiki and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, and she, and she wants love and she wants to be financially successful. And, you know, all, so all of that stuff is in there. Yeah. And, and then and then there's this beautiful opportunity for me to embody that that whole thing because. I, I may not have battled cancer, but I've been I've been suicidally depressed. Totally, yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been to the brink myself. Yeah. I mean, our struggles all where... look different, but universally they're similar. They have the same energy and the same feelings and the same helplessness. I mean, those um, you know those emotions are not they're not circumstantial, as in like it's not the thing it's that happens. Different things happen to all of us, but we can relate to the struggle. We can relate to the, yeah, that helplessness. We've all felt Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. And the, you know, and the, the, it's been. I think that I wrote that one with her in 2014. So it's been about four years. I haven't, I haven't been in connection with her for a while. So I, I don't know, I don't know to what degree the song is living for her in her day to day life. You know, part of one of the things that I've really wanted to, uh, wanted to, to sort of integrate into this whole process is a is a much longer t- vision right like of really having people integrate those these songs into mm-hmm. their into their daily experience so now when when i when i approach someone or someone approaches me i make it clear like hey 
you know, I'm not just, this isn't just a, you know, you're going to, we're going to write a song and I'm going to go my way and you're going to go is like, like there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a synergy happening here. Mm-hmm. And my intention is that through this process, you are creating something for your life that you are going, that is going to inform your, your energy and your enthusiasm and your motivation. So, you know, and that takes work. You know, you don't, it, it, it requires like, you have to, you have to be willing to, you have to be willing to sing, you know, and in a culture where singing is dangerous, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to be willing to do that. So what's, I'm really, I'm really clear that what I'm, what I'm offering is very rarefied and unique and it's not for everybody, you know, not everybody's going to want to, because I'm going to want to dive in to the deep end of the creative process with me because because I know and I'm I'm explicit about it, the creative process is that this is where transformation happens. Mm. This is where this is where the the real work of like you know unearthing your traumas and your 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 resistance to your aliveness and all that stuff comes up and when we're going to we're going to you know we're going to work with it. Yeah, um, I mean it's so interesting like some people may be repelled by that. For me I'm just like Oh my God! Yes, sign me up for this. This is amazing. I want to dive into my shit and sing about it. Let's do it. Yeah, dive into your shit and sing about it. Oh, I love that. That's wonderful. I and I, I was actually thinking line. about how you were saying about the, um, you know, like integrating it into your life ongoing. It's kind of like creating your own song line, right? Like your own, yeah, your own. I think that's just such a beautiful thing. So quickly, how how does that process work when, like, how does it look to work with you on something like this? Is it like a you sit down and you nut out some ideas or, like, w- what is the creative process around this? Yeah, thanks for asking. It's, um, uh, it's actually really simple uh, on the surface. So uh, I have a, I have a, I have a page that kind of outlines it and kind of gives some context. I have a, I have a, I have a URL and I'll give it to you. Folks can go there and check it out. And it's basically, there, there are two different versions that I have currently, uh, that I'm offering. One is, uh, is just a single 90 minute session. And it's, uh, it's, I call it the song, song seed session because we just, we go in first, I send you a, I send you a questionnaire and ask you what your song is about. And I get you really kind of thinking about the themes and the images and the, the, the narratives and things that you want that are, that are sort of brewing there. And then we get on a, then we get on a zoom call and we, we do a video, we do a video session for about 90 minutes and, and we dive deeper and we start with what you put in the questionnaire. But oftentimes what happens is there's, there's a a deeper, (laughs) yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a deeper cut and there's a deeper story that wants to be told. Right. And, and my job is to listen for that and find that place where, you know, where, where we're, maybe you're dancing around it. Maybe you, you know, it's there, but you really don't want to, you know, but it's like, boom, there it is. Right. This is the story that's trying to be told. This is the thing. This is the thing that's going to make the difference, you know, 15 years from now when you've, you've taken this opportunity to look at this particular thing and and create something that reminds you every day that here's a challenge that you're facing and this is what's on the other side of it and here's the here's the dragon to battle and here's the you know here's the the pot of gold and right all of that 
Um, so, so one is, is just that it's, and you know, that session all by itself is plenty to get you going, right? <laughs> like yeah. you can take, you can take that with you and, you know, I'll send you the, I'll send you the video of the session. Plus at the end of that session, we'll take your song seed and I'll do a, a run through of the song that we've created as it is. It's basically a draft and I'll send you an MP3 recording or a wave file recording of that, so you have a, a good quality thing that you can add to your music library. And then there's the and then there's the longer journey where we actually go through and we do a revision process. And the revision process is is it's the deep dive, and then it's really crafting that narrative and that story and the hook and everything, so that so that at the end of the process. That song is yours. Mm-hmm. That song is is your. It is your song to sing. It's your song to work with. It's your song to to put on. You know, put on your alarm clock in the morning so you wake up to it. And you know, like that. Like it's really well crafted and it's a deep dive. Like we go, we go as far as we can go in making sure that all of the aspects of that story that you are that you are as an unfolding adventure gets encapsulated into that song. So, so there's two ver- Yeah, there's two versions there. And I'd love to share I'd love to share one more before yeah, we go. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if, yeah, you if you've got if you've got time, let's do it. I do, I do. We've got about seven minutes. And uh this this song, this is uh this is Lindy's song. It's called The Only Thing That Matters. And this is another one where it's like, oh it's so great because her her story is my story and our, you know, the the narratives always right? it's free. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we started out, she's, she, um, she was battling, uh, she was battling, uh, Parkinson's disease, right? Like her, her brain was, was deteriorating and, and I think she's currently, I don't, I don't think she's even coherent anymore, but, but at this time she was really working to maintain and, and she, she saw me at a concert and she said, you know, I want to do this and. Um, and so I actually went and did this in person with her and, and discovered in the interview process that there was a, there was a deep, 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 unfulfilled desire of hers to be intimately connected, to be, to be, to have a relationship that was, and, and, and we got to where that whole story started. Uh, she was 17 and she showed up to a dance and, met this guy at the dance and then waited for him to call and he never called. And so she shut down that part of herself. And now she's, you know, she was in her sixties at this point and had never, had never been in that. Right. And so, so we dove into that desire and created, created this sort of, this uh, affirmation that that's where her life is going. It's called the only thing that matters. When I look back at where my life's path has been I've traveled, unraveled, and pulled myself together again I've laughed till I cried, I've smiled while I lied I've kept my heart guarded, hidden way deep inside Now it's time to open up Enjoy the ride I keep living Keep it fresh every moment Leave everything I know behind 
Even when I'm feeling low And it's time to get up and go I go But I'm gentle with myself and I'm kind My life is still unfolding I don't need to know how The only thing that matters is now Long time ago I set myself up for a fall We danced all night and I waited but nobody called So I made sure that never happened again Made a choice to keep from ever being more than friends But now I'm ready to find the love That never ends And keep living Keep it fresh every moment Leave everything I know behind Even when I'm feeling low And it's time to get up and go I go But I'm gentle with myself and I'm kind My life is still unfolding I don't need to know how The only thing that matters is now The only thing that matters is now Divine Spirit Help me learn to live And let love Many sweet moments holding hands with the love I love. I see myself laughing till my sides hurt. Our bodies fitting snug like a glove. The one that I'm calling can hear in my voice that I'm keeping my heart open and I've made my choice. And now all there is to do now is wait till you. And keep living Keep it fresh every moment Leave everything I know behind Even when I'm feeling low And it's time to get up and go I go But I'm gentle with myself and I'm kind My life is still unfolding I don't need to know how I've made my decision And I'm waiting now The only thing that matters is now The only thing that matters is now The only thing that matters is now Amazing. Oh my God, that was such a gift. Thank you so much. Um, I've just got like, I guess, two last questions. One is how can people find you and connect with you? And the other is um, where can people start to re reconnect to music? What's like the first step that they can take to, you know, bring music back into their lives and embrace it? I'll answer the second question first. Perfect. <laughs> um, and I would say that... Uh, the best thing you can do is to sing songs that have never been sung. 
So, you know. Hey, Carly, here we go. It's the end of the episode. It's the end of the episode, and it's been such an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you. And get, get the rhythm in your hands. Know that you are a human being, and you've got it in your bones, in your bones, in your blood, and your bones. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally. like connect connect with the you know stomping your feet and clapping your hands and using your voice in a way that's dangerous and vulnerable and scary that's how you can love with it music again. i love it <laughs> and then you can find me at seanmaddenmusic.com uh and i'm i'm actually on facebook a lot so that's a really good place i post there you know a lot and i do a sunday morning warm up where i do a little singing thing on the on the video live thing and i'm 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 always doing lives, you know, out there with my chickens or picking weeds or, you know, growing food or whatever. You know, I like to mix it up. <laughs> love it. Love it. Are you on Spotify or anything like that? I do have a few songs on Spotify. Troubadour Sean is the is the name that I've I've posted stuff up there, but uh not not a whole lot there. Like I said, I'm I'm really I'm really interested in the in the one on one. Yeah, the more in intimate the, space. The intimate yeah. Love it. Connection. Well, thank you so much for your time today. That was an absolute fucking pleasure. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, Carly. Such an honor for me too. I appreciate you and what you're doing. And this has just been really great. And that's a wrap. Go to carlynimo.com to find ways to connect to your creativity and live life on your frequency. Until next week, make some 